Vogel and Stahl knocking on the door. Svechnikov out of the corner. In back of the goal, the cross move. He scores! He did it again! Andrei Svechnikov, his second lacrosse-style goal! Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Little John Forslund for you, voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. That is actually one of the best answers to the question of the day for just joining us. Our floating question is in honor of the fact that we are officially seven days away from Christmas. The elves are helping Mrs. Claus and Santa pack things up. It takes a while to travel the whole world. A lot of chimneys to go down. You know how that works. Santa Claus-inspired question of the day is this. Who in the North Carolina sports world has the best chance of delivering something special, Santa-style, in the 2020 calendar year? Most popular answers so far, the Duke basketball Blue Devils. They are number four in the nation for Mike Krzyzewski. They have time to get even better between now and March Madness. Maybe come April, Duke is giving us one of the highlights of the sports calendar year here in North Carolina. The other most popular answer is the Carolina Hurricanes. They have won five of six, six of eight. You, all, you heard John describe the six to three win last night at Winnipeg. Keep in mind that many of these wins have been against playoff caliber teams on the road, and it is diversity in scoring, diversity on defense, even two different goalies contributing to the cause. There are snipers, there are grinders, and there is a lot of what you would want in between with Rod Brendamore leading the way as the legendary former captain of the Canes and one heck of a head coach as he showed last year on the Canes run to the Eastern Conference Championship Series. Jason is listening in Louisiana and heard our reindeer trivia a little bit earlier. Someone was able to answer both reindeer-related trivia honoring Santa Claus and Canes-related trivia honoring their hot play. And it was Jansen, I believe, headed to the December 28th game between the Capitals and the Hurricanes because of that dual knowledge, Santa plus Canes equals free hockey tickets for everybody. Jason wants to set the record straight on reindeer as we come back to your calls. Who in North Carolina sports world has the best chance of delivering something special in the 2020 calendar year. More on National Signing Day in college football, UNC's trip to Gonzaga tonight in college basketball, NBA rookie Zion Williamson inching closer to his debut with the New Orleans Pelicans as the number one overall pick in this year's draft, MLS leftovers from yesterday's announcement in Charlotte, and of course the Carolina Hurricanes have continued their run of great hockey seven of a possible eight points thus far on a five-game road trip. That road trip turns stateside tomorrow. They visit the Colorado Avalanche, maybe the best team in the Western Conference, before coming back this Saturday night to play at home. The Glenn family will be there on Saturday. We hope to see you there. You can be next after Jansen in Louisiana at 1-800-849-2761. To clarify earlier, I was reading from a poem from the 1800s when I said Dunder and Blixem, they have been Americanized to Donner and Blitzen. So just to be clear on the final two reindeer, not that they're lesser reindeer, they just come seventh and eighth in that famous poem and song. Jason, what's on your mind? Welcome to the David Glenn Show. <laughs> hey, Jason, go ahead, man. Hey, yes, sir. What you got? Yeah, I wanted to verify the uh, 1960 uh, Rudolph the Reindeer movie version. Donner was actually the original uh, father, with Miss Donner being the mother. 
the 1995 was actually with Blitzen and the mother was Got to turn your radio down in the background. That's calling sports radio one-on-one because we can't get everything you said. I think it sounded like Donner was originally described as Rudolph's dad. I do remember an older reindeer lingering and perhaps taking the reins, if you will, in front of Santa Claus. But I will leave such reindeer history to Jason in Louisiana. I appreciate you chiming in from afar. 1-800-849-2761. LSU, for the record, did sign a top five recruiting class today. Good to know that Jason in Louisiana has his mind on reindeer instead. Who, who is the North Carolina sports figure who has the best chance of delivering something special, Santa Claus style, in 2020. You can be next with that answer at 1-800-849-2761. I believe the optimism in the Canes is justified. I believe the optimism in the Duke Blue Devils is justified. I'll get to one thing I promised on the Panthers, and then we'll come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Would it be blasphemous if I said that I already believe that someone still on the Carolina Panthers is already the greatest Carolina Panther ever. Maybe, maybe not. I know some of you revere, as I do for the record, the old number 89 Steve Smith. He was productive for the Panthers. He showed fight and passion. And even through some difficulties and the occasional eyesore, Steve Smith embodied a lot of what you would want your favorite NFL franchise to represent. Glad to see that he has mended fences with the franchise whose uniform he wore the longest at the pro level. I'm not going to get mad at you if you think that Steve Smith is still the greatest Panther ever. I'm not going to call you crazy if you make an argument for Julius Peppers, the recently retired defensive end and sack master. I don't think you're crazy if you have a Thomas Davis way up at top of that list or close to it, now with the Chargers, but until this past season, only a Panther at the NFL level. And another example of a guy who contributed a lot on and off the field, including through some sensational seasons, including that run to the Super Bowl in 2015. Maybe you love Jordan Gross, our recent guest. Maybe you love the late, great Sam Mills, who embodies uh, keep pounding and other great things about Pantherhood. Cam Newton, of course is somewhere on this list of the all-time great Carolina Panthers. You could argue exactly where, and he's also not done yet. We'll see if he continues in a Panthers uniform or somewhere else, but he's certainly not about to retire. Only two Panthers in the midst of what for now is a 5-9 and nine season. Remember, Will Greer gets his first career start. The rookie out of West Virginia gets his Q- first QB start at the NFL level. This weekend at Indianapolis, the Panthers close the season against New Orleans. The Saints may be going on to great things. We know the Panthers are going nowhere but home for the holidays after their 16th regular season game. That is the end for them. So when you're that bad as a team, you know you're not going to have as many Pro Bowl nominees, not as many All-Pro and even higher honor. Lots of guys go to the Pro Bowl. All-Pro is you're one of the best at your position in a given year, not just one of a handful at your position in a given year. Anyway, only two guys are representing the Panthers, at least for now, in the Pro Bowl. Sometimes they have to add alternates, etc. But it was Luke Keekley, the legendary linebacker, and Christian McCaffrey, the record-setting running back. The voters got it right. Those are the first two Panthers, I think, for virtually all of us who would come to mind 
as exemplifying greatness in a season where there was not much of that. Such a lack, in fact, that Ron Rivera no longer has his job as the head coach of the, Pan of the Panthers. As we come to Eric and Winston-Salem, Nathan and Raleigh, and you at 1-800-849-2761. Let me quickly put in perspective what Luke Keekley has done for this organization. He also was a key part of the 2015 run to the Super Bowl. I am aware Cam Newton was the MVP, but Luke Keekley was a huge part of an elite defense in the same year that, for a change, the Panthers also had an elite offense. That combo took them all the way to 15-1, and all the way to that disappointing loss to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Luke Keekley was picked number nine overall out of Boston College by the Panthers in 2012. Do you know what he has done? In the seasons since then, this is seven straight Pro Bowls. The only year he did not make the Pro Bowl was his rookie year for the Panthers. Do you know what he was that year? He was the NFL's defensive rookie of the year. So every single year, Luke Kuechly has been either the Pro Bowl, either in the Pro Bowl or the defensive rookie of the year. And in fact, when Panthers coaches dissected the film from Keekley's rookie year, the one time he did not end up in the Pro Bowl, they said that his actual tackle numbers, I believe, like surpassed 200 when they did the film review, bettering whatever his official statistics were that year. They made the postseason argument, this kid, then a rookie, should have made the Pro Bowl this year as well. So he is seven for the last seven. By all accounts, he easily could have been eight out of eight. If you play in eight pro, pro Bowls, or in his case, seven-plus defensive rookie of the year, isn't that about as good as you can be individually while also being a part of a bunch of playoff teams? And oh, by the way, he represents the Panthers in all the right ways when he visits kids at school or contributes in the community or talks to the media or signs autographs with fans. Is there a better Panther in the history of the franchise than Luke Keekley? I don't know if you can do a lot more. And again, I love Steve Smith. I respect all of those other resumes. Luke Keekley has a long way to go, assumedly. Knock on wood. I mean, he's had a concussion issue, and that's always scary. So who knows if he'll be a much longer-term Panther. But he's under contract for, you know, a, a little bit into the future. Cam's going into his last year. McCaffrey's going into his last year and wants an extension. Luke is signed and sealed and delivered. And in eight years, he has gotten nothing but recognition and the highest honors. I mentioned that all pro is an even higher honor than the Pro Bowl. You know, thanks to alternates, the, the, the ranks of Pro Bowl participants and, and those named to that game kind of swell a little bit every year. If you're in a playoff game, you're not available to play in the Pro Bowl. So, of course, they always add. If you're all pro... If you're first-team All-Pro, you're one of the three best linebackers in the league that year. If you're second-team All-Pro, you were one of the six best linebackers in the league that year. That's a more exclusive list. Do you know what Luke Kuechly has done in his now eight years with the Carolina Panthers? First year, he didn't make All-Pro, but he was the defensive rookie of the year. The next six years in a row, he was All-Pro. And this year, the team's not out yet. So you can assume that he's going to make it seven years in a row. So again... There was a year where he didn't play every game and he missed a chunk of the season. 
I, ho- I don't think it's sacrilege or blasphemy to call an active player the greatest in franchise history. A lot of franchises have been around for a century, right? Or, you know, my whole lifetime or beyond. The Panthers have only been around since the mid-1990s. So the greatest player in the history of the franchise is a different conversation here than it is elsewhere. And that's one of the reasons I don't think it's crazy. All due respect to Steve Smith, Julius Peppers, Cam Newton, Thomas Davis, Sam Mills, Greg Olson, Jordan Gross, Ryan Khalil, and whoever else you want to put in the top ten. I think the greatest Panther ever is the current linebacker for your Carolina Panthers, Luke Keekley, and a guy who's going to be wearing that uniform probably for many years to come. Number one already in the, great, in the greatest list in franchise history. He will eventually be joined, I believe, assuming he stays a Panther, by Christian McCaffrey, the only other guy it was announced in the last 24 hours who is on his way to this year's Pro Bowl. 1-800-849-2761. It's pretty cool when you have several goats on the team right now. Cam Newton and Greg Olson and Christian McCaffrey and Luke Keekley. It's one of the reasons you have to chalk it up as a shame that Cam got hurt this year and a season that who knows what it might have been took a massive turn for the worse. Dick Vitale live in 15 minutes. Your call's next on the David Glenn Show. Davo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, <laughs> 80, <laughs> 80 zero. the original Death Valley, you know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The legendary Dick Vitale joins us live in less than 15 minutes. Your phone calls now. Quick reminders, if you're an NFL fan, plan for a different weekend than you usually have. There is a triple header on Saturday, and five of the six teams on Saturday again, usually reserved for college football, Five of the six teams in that NFL Network triple header on Saturday are probably or definitely playoff bound teams. It's Houston at Tampa. It's Buffalo at New England. And it's the Rams at the 49ers. So intriguing football matchups Saturday style in the NFL. The Panthers, of course, are at Indianapolis. First career start for the rookie out of West Virginia, the quarterback Will Greer. The best matchups on Sunday include the Saints at the Titans, the Cowboys at the Eagles in a battle for NFC East supremacy, and the Chiefs at the Bears on Sunday night football. Monday night football is a good one as well with the Packers visiting the Vikings. If you are a college football fan, happy National Signing Day. The bottom line with the letters of intent continuing to pour in. If you're a fan of most of the recent heavyweights, Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Auburn, Michigan, Penn State, congratulations, you have another top 10 or close to it class in the eyes of the experts. Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher and Texas under Tom Herman did not have great records this year, 7-5 and five in both cases, but those relatively new coaches at those schools still somehow corralled top 10 recruiting classes, so congratulations to them as well. If you're just joining us, remember that counting this year, 18 straight college football national champions 
had at least one top 10 recruiting class on their roster when they won it all, and most had multiple top 10 classes on hand while they were winning the national championship. So you can throw some of this recruiting ranking stuff out the window. That's one factoid you're not going to want to forget. Closer to home, what is happening in-state here in North Carolina, where infamously a very high percentage of elite high school senior football players have in the past signed with out-of-state programs, Silver lining this year, more than half of the top players stayed in state, one at NC State, and five of the top 11 signed with Mac Brown and the North Carolina Tar Heels. So there is a new sheriff in town, and his name is Mac Brown for the second time. You can join us at 1-800-849-2761. Clemson, Texas A&M, Ohio State, and South Carolina joined the Wolfpack and the Tar Heels in plucking the best prospects according to the consensus rankings from our backyard. If you're a college basketball fan, you have Carolina at Gonzaga tonight in a national TV game. And one of the best matchups tomorrow night is the NC State Wolfpack visiting number 12 Auburn. I don't like the Heels' chances tonight for obvious reasons. No Cole Anthony. We'll see if the Heels can even be uh, competitive at Gonzaga in what they're calling out West, the most anticipated game in the history of McCarthy Athletic Center. We'll talk more college hoops with Dick Vitale when he joins us shortly. If you're an NBA fan, quality doubleheaders tonight and tomorrow night. I would argue tomorrow night is the best night of regular season NBA action to this point in the season. You get Lakers-Bucks in the early game tomorrow night on TNT and Rockets-Clippers in the nightcap. I think those are four of the five best teams in the NBA, and you get them in a doubleheader tomorrow night. Tonight, also playoff matchups on ESPN. Playoff style, I should say. Heat against the Sixers, Celtics against the Mavericks. All of those appear to be playoff caliber teams as well. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Eric in Winston-Salem may not agree with my Luke Keekley. Named to yet another Pro Bowl. It is his seventh straight for the linebacker out of Boston College. Uh, I said Luke Keekley has already earned best Panther ever status. Eric and Winston-Salem may have other ideas. Go right ahead. Oh, yes. I was uh, talking about the sports figure in 2020. Uh, uh, North Carolina yeah. back, you know. Who in North Carolina and sports I- has the best chance of delivering something special in the 2020 calendar year? Uh, I was say, I... No people may say like they sound crazy, but I feel like even though he's hurt right now, when he comes back, Cam Newton to me uh, is when healthy. When he gets healthy, I really have a really good feeling about this. He is going to be a problem, something to be reckoned with. Man, I hope because, you're right. Because I, I, I always I follow Cam, and I notice anytime he has a chip on his shoulder or anything, you know, I feel like everything is going bad. He always comes back and delivers because he likes playing with that. And I just hope whoever the new head coach is. You know, they, they want to keep him and let him play his style of football because I feel like, you know, him trying to mobilize him to stay in the pocket, it's not working. I've always loved his competitive edge. At this stage of his career, now that he's past 30, you do wonder about the number of surgeries. But I don't doubt Cam Newton's work ethic in trying to come back. And you're right, there's some unpredictable variables here. We don't have a new head coach. We don't know who that head coach is going to hire as an offensive coordinator. We don't know what that offensive system is going to be. We don't even know if Cam Newton is going to stay with the Carolina Panthers. But I would be cheering 
if Cam Newton bounced back the way you're describing. I think he has a lot of haters who are mostly unfair to him. There's some fair criticism, but there's also just a lot of trash and unfair stuff surrounding Cam Newton out there. I hope it's with the Panthers, uh, but I, I cheer his return to the game. I think it's a more exciting NFL when he is one of those great dual threats out there rather than limping along the way we've seen him these last two years. 1-800-849-2761. Al is in Burlington and also has the Panthers on his mind. What's going on? Uh, yes, this is Al. Uh, David, uh, nobody keeps talking about the real problem with the Panthers, and that goes when Cam's playing or when he's not playing. They do not have a fullback. What they have for a fullback, he's special teams. He's not a fullback. He can't run for three yards. He can't run for 18 inches. We, we've lost five games because we couldn't get three, uh, three yards or we couldn't get one yard and we couldn't get 18 inches. If we had a fullback that could run, that could also uh, block, and we wouldn't have to use McCaffrey for blocking, and we could also receive, uh, that would make us a double threat, and we would be winning games, and we would be in the playoffs this year. But yet nobody wants to talk about getting a real fullback as a number one or number three pick of the draft this year. You know, it's there's an interesting combination of things going on there. Number one, you don't even see running backs picked very high in the NFL draft, so you're certainly not going to be a, see a fullback picked that high. But a couple things beyond that. One, most NFL teams don't even carry a single fullback anymore. The Panthers of Ron Rivera actually were one of the exceptions to the rule, carrying a Mike Tolbert for a while, carrying an Alex Arma in more recent years. I'm not anti-fullback, but I think everybody should understand most of the NFL has gone away from the fullback. The part two of that is even the Panthers, when they've needed the third and one, the fourth and one, the, the red zone, whatever, conversion, they've usually asked Cam Newton to be that guy. So even though Christian McCaffrey is not, he's great at almost everything else, but you can't really ask a guy of Christian McCaffrey's size to push the pile forward, to get the third and one against these enormous defensive linemen and sometimes, you know, enormous linebackers. He does everything else well. If the Panthers stay in the Cam Newton era, I don't think they'll feel a need to have a fullback at all. Because, again, they're going to ask Cam to continue to do what he's done very well over the course of his career, convert sometimes with his legs, sometimes with his arm, third and short, fourth and short, and difficult red zone situations. The Panthers' offense fell apart without Cam Newton in the red zone for a lot of different reasons, but one of them is that he had a rare skill set, and while he was not always the most accurate passer, that's one way to make plays in the red zone, he hurt people with his legs, and yes, he could even run through a large tackler for the one extra yard he needed in a way that somebody the size of Christian McCaffrey just cannot. So we will put Al in Burlington down for the it's all about the fullback fan club because clearly he wants to use number three overall. Who's the best fullback coming out of college this year? I'm not even sure. You, will, you almost never see fullbacks drafted in like the top three rounds much less the top of the first round. So maybe Al is, is in the Wayback Machine, or maybe Al is just seeing the future in a way that the rest of us cannot see. Either way, I thank him for his contribution to the program. Dick Vital joins us live on the other side. Dan is in Winston-Salem. I can only give him less than a minute because the legendary Dick Vital is on the other side. But Dan in Winston-Salem, you are one of our favorites, so I'll give you that minute. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. David, I appreciate it, man. We just wanted to uh, touch base. 
speak and tell you thank you so much for naming us the tailgate of the year. And it's a you know, high honor to beat out the guys that we did. And just wanted to tell you all Merry Christmas and to thank everybody that helps us set up and break down every week and contributes for every home game. It is the touchdown trailer. uh, Yeah, the touchdown trailer tailgate. They do have an alternative nickname at Wake Forest. They are great supporters of the Demon Deacons. In Dan's case, uh, we thank him for his service to our country as well. If you ever go to BB&T Field and look to your left just a little bit, they kind of have the the ultimate real estate right there near the stadium set up on the corner there in one of the top lots at uh, Wake Forest. Dan, Dan Newcomer, Adam Carpenter, and their family and friends have become great friends of ours over these last six years. So thank you for that. Thank you. And uh, right back at you with the holiday wishes, man. Please share our sentiments with the rest of your outstanding crew. Will do, buddy. Hey, just look for that Carolina blue flag. Of course, yes, and there's a, <laughs> there's a screw involved there as well. That's a, a that's another hint of how everybody can find Adam and Dan and the rest of their friends. They are the 2019 Big Tailgate Tour Tailgate of the Year, courtesy of our friends at Continental Tire. They are going to be the proud owners of four new Continental Tires in the very near future among the prizes they got with Tailgate of the Week earlier and Tailgate of the Year as announced earlier this week. Dick Vitale is the greatest voice in the history of college basketball. He joins us next on the David Glenn Show. Throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk-to-porpoises drill. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is one of the most celebrated and legendary voices in the history of college basketball. He recently celebrated his 40th anniversary with ESPN as Carolina visits number two Gonzaga tonight, as NC State visits a highly ranked Auburn team tomorrow night. And how about the Kentucky Wildcats? They have Utah next and then Ohio State and Louisville right after that. Dickie V's been tweeting and talking about such things, and he rejoins us now. First, Dick, happy 40th anniversary, man. I know you've been telling us for a long time. You're living a dream in more ways than one, right? Well, I'll tell you, David, really am. I've just been very blessed and very lucky. And uh, 40 years ago, I'm hoping I got 40 more. (laughs) I know it's dreaming, but why not dream big, huh? Dream big is right. Cole Anthony must have been one of the more impressive freshmen you saw in the opening weeks of the season. Now he's out four to six weeks after knee surgery. This was not one of Roy Williams' more talented teams to begin with, Dick. Where did the Tar Heels go from here? And do you think they have enough to even be competitive at Gonzaga tonight? Well, you know, I think they'll be competitive. Have a lot of pride, and they've got some good athletes. But, you know, losing Cole Anthony is a major loss, especially, as you just said, David, this is not a vintage, not a vintage North Carolina team with a load of talent, a lot of great players, as they've had in the past where you could offset a loss of a player for a period of time. But losing this guy now, he's their catalyst, their engine. You know, and really, his numbers would even be a lot better because I think that he ended up forcing some shots that weren't there. He ended up doing some things, making, trying to make passes that weren't available, trying to make the big play because he was trying to get his team to really get to the winner's circle and just 
they didn't have the kind of people around them. They would be honest with you. And, and just the great talent. Um, the good news is they expect them to be back for after six weeks, so that would be great to get them back in that lineup. In the last 30 years, Roy Williams has led either Kansas or UNC to 29 NCAA tournaments, three titles, nine Final Fours, 19 Sweet 16s. And the question around here, Dick, is without Cole Anthony for four to six weeks, should the Tar Heels be considered in jeopardy of being a bubble-type team come Selection Sunday? Or do you believe they have enough to kind of get through this rough patch even without their star freshman? Well, the one good news is that the Jeff Brazillo of ESPN had it up on Twitter yesterday. The one good news is they don't face the real heavyweights until February. So there is a chance for some wins because some of those teams are definitely beatable. That means guys like Brooks and Baycott and they have to really step up. And I think a kid that will get some playing time now is going to have to show that he can really play. He's had some tough injuries. The kid Francis, his father was one heck of a yep. player when he played at Ohio State. So I think he'll get some minutes. Could be tough tonight, though. That place gets electric. They get excited. And if they go on a run, they can really, really be so unbelievably explosive. But uh, uh, North Carolina North Carolina still has some quality players. They haven't been able to make shots. That's the thing that's really, really uh, been a disappointment for Roy and certainly for his fans is their ability to shoot the ball. Dick Vitale joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can always follow him on Twitter, at Dickie V. It's an unusual year in that we have had more AP number ones prior to New Year's Eve than any year in the history of college basketball or at least the history of the polls. Uh, when you look at the pecking order, you know, who, who from ACC country is in your top half dozen teams in the country, even if we know a whole lot more chaos is probably coming our way? Well, you're right, David. There's going to be a lot more chaos. I always enjoy being on your show because you know what you're talking about. I think when you look here, certainly Louisville, to me, really uh, excites me. Saying all that, I was really surprised at their performance. I was there when they got beat by Texas Tech at Madison Square Garden uh, at Indiana that night against Connecticut in the Jimmy V Classic, and they didn't play well at all. But this team has potential. I think also, you know, starting the season, played a lot of cupcakes, and I think it takes a while to get into that competitive uh, drive. Just like you mentioned, earlier in your show about Kentucky. Kentucky's just had a bunch of cupcakes in a row, uh, and now they're going to be facing some some tests. You know, Tonight they face Utah, not a great Utah team, uh, a good team, but not a great team, a team that Kentucky rated where they are should win that game. But then they go, I call it getting calculus now, man, exam, uh, playing Ohio State, and then you get a physics exam when you play against Louisville. <laughs> Dickie V is joining us on, on the David Glenn Show. Always follow him as well at his website, dickvitalonline.com. Among other things there, there's a link to the Jimmy V speech. There's a link to Dickie V's gala. There's a link to your car raffle. Is all that stuff still uh, open for bidding, Dick, as you continue to raise a lot of money in the battle against cancer in honor of your old friend Jim Valvano? Yeah, David, uh, thank you for mentioning that. We have a uh, we sold out the first car, okay. and we sold out in about two and a half weeks, 1,500 chances. But now we have another car up, and tickets are going fast. Nice. We're doing two Mercedes, two red Mercedes convertibles. One has been sold out. We only sell 1,500 chances. So anybody out there who wants the opportunity, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Right. You make a donation of $100, and you get a raffle chance. You get an opportunity to win the car or take the cash. 
and you're helping kids battle cancer. I mean, to me, that's a great gift. So anybody out there, if you want to get a raffle chance, just go to DickVitalOnline.com, and you can get your $100. You get a raffle chance. It goes to the V Foundation, all to help kids battling cancer. One more thing to remember, a lot of our statewide listeners have already received their copies of uh, one of Dick's more recent books, Dick Vitale's Mount Rushmore's of College Basketball. A lot of great stuff, of course, on the likes of Mike Krzyzewski and Dean Smith and Roy Williams. All three of those guys are on the cover, along with Dickie V himself. And that also raises money for the V Foundation for Pediatric Cancer Research. We had a Santa Claus question of the day for our listeners here in North Carolina. We asked, who anywhere in our state's sports world has the best chance we said of delivering something special the way Santa Claus might in the 2020 calendar year. And the number one answer, Dickie V, is the Duke basketball Blue Devils. When you think of what Coach K has this time with already five championships in his back pocket, where do the Devils need to get better for them to have the best chance of making a run at title number six come March and April? Well, they're going to get some help out there for other people stepping up, obviously. Uh, Trey Jones certainly gives them a great perimeter player. they got the kid inside, Carey, who can square around the basket. A little consistency from the other people. But they're going to be right in the hunt like everyone else. I mean, I was talking to somebody at lunch today. I, I think there's like 20 teams out there that can win, go on uh, with the right matchups and win. Uh, there's no dominant team. Even though I think Kansas now is going to be in that number one slot for a while. I'm going to see them in person uh, uh, December 29. I'm going out to Stanford to do a game on eight. ABC, ESPN is going to have a game on ABC, and I'll be doing that game with Boo Shambi. Uh, it'll be Stanford, who's right now, by the way, Stanford, uh, the coach, as you know, played for Roy Williams, Coach House. Uh, they're yeah. like, I think, I may be wrong, David, but I think they're 10 or 1, 9 or 10 or 1. So that'll be interesting at their place, playing against uh, uh, Kansas. But I think Kansas has turned that corner from the loss they suffered to start the season uh, when they played uh, in the uh, championships classic. As usual, you're right on target. The Stanford Cardinal is exactly 10-1 and one as Coach Haas is off to a much-needed great start there. You mentioned an interesting number there, Dickie V, 20 teams. I know it's still early, and that number might change by the time you see that 68-team bracket. How different is that from what you've experienced in a lifetime of covering college basketball? You know, on most opening days of the NCAA tournament are in most years are you thinking there's only you know two four six eight teams that could win it all because 20 sounds like a yeah. really big number you know 20 to me really now does sound like a big big number but I'm based on what we've seen early that yeah. changes you said so well David by the time we get to the postseason however saying all yes it's totally different we usually have about six seven dominant clubs we don't have that right now I mean Really, we got Gonzaga up there. We got teams like Kansas up there. They're beatable basketball teams. They're not dominant teams. On a neutral court, they certainly can go down. And especially today with the three-point shot and the and shots, shot, shots uh, clock, I'm going to tell you this. You know what drives me nuts about college basketball? I can't believe when I see scores, David, in the 30s and yeah, 40s. Yeah, yeah. With the shot clock and with the three-point shot, that just blows my mind. I think, and I said it the other day, and a lot of people may disagree with me, but I said it the other day, I think there's a little overcoaching 
overstructuring the players to the point they don't express themselves with the freedom that they normally do if they're just playing with a bunch of guys and playing. I think some coaches allow that. Keep an eye, a team that I'm going to really keep an eye on because I want to see how really good they're going to be is James Wiseman and that team yeah. at Memphis. I had them in a win over Tennessee when they beat Tennessee and ended the longest win streak in college basketball on Saturday when they beat Tennessee at Tennessee in front of 21,000 sold out. I'm going to tell you, I really firmly want to watch that club when Wiseman gets in the lineup on January 12th. In fact, ESPN just assigned me. I'm going to do that game. It's cool. a, a car ride from my house. They're playing South Florida, but I think they could be a Really, really terrific team. Great to hear. And speaking of assignments, as we let you go, in celebration of your 40th anniversary, you've shared with us before, you know, how blessed you feel and how many different things that you've kind of chalked off your bucket list. Have you ever – I have a flashback to remembering you doing a game with Bill Walton one time. Did you guys actually do like a high school or an NBA game together? Because I can't imagine there are many broadcasting things left on your bucket list, but somehow you and Walton together makes me laugh out loud. Well, you know, with my bucket list right now, what I want, I want to do a game with Charles Barkley. I did two <laughs> games with Walton. I did an NBA game with Walton. I'll tell you what else I did with Walton. It was historic. We did the very first appearance on national TV of LeBron James oh, in high yeah, school yeah. when he played in high school against Oak Hill. Uh, Dan Schumann was the play-by-play. Walt and I did the color commentary. <laughs> we had a blast. He's a different cat, yeah. man. He goes to a different tune, but I have a lot of fun what I do with him. But, hey, more importantly, please, people, please help me raise money for kids battle cancer. Go out there. Get a chance on a beautiful red Mercedes convertible. Help kids. Too many kids. Just think about this today. I often tell people, well, if you think got a problem today, think about this. 45 to 50 mothers and fathers today, today as David and I are speaking, are hearing four words no mom and dad ever, ever wants to hear. Your child has cancer. Mm. It's life-changing, life-changing. The oncologists need dollars to help kids. So please go to my website, dickvitaleonline.com. You can buy any of my goodies, hats, basketballs, my latest book, my Mount Rushmore, which certainly has loads of North Carolina stuff sure. there with Leitner and Jordan and all those people. Get that, and you can help us big time. But again, just go to dickvitaleonline.com. Great stuff, man. You have contributed a whole lot to the basketball world and a whole lot to our country beyond that. Thanks, as always, for your time on our show, and best wishes to you and your family. Happy holidays, Dick. Well, David, happy holidays to you guys, too. Uh, I've been very, very blessed. Today, for example, I just got a call. I can't reveal it, but it just blew me away. I'm getting an honor and award that I, I don't deserve, but it's the highest you can possibly get, and I'm just blown away, blown away by all the beauty people out there have been so good to me all these years well i know there was a recent announcement this must be a different one and i totally respect if you can't share any details but keep in mind dickie v just got the lifetime achievement award for sports this year at the uh sports emmy awards that was just announced i think within the last week or so right so you're talking a different one than that 
Yeah, no, this is a, this is a major, major oh, award. Wow. I don't believe the other one's major. They're all major. Yeah, man. But this one blew me. This one blew me away, David. I'd love to tell That's you. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed. I get It'll it. Be no. Shortly. Hey, you've been great to us, man. If you say you got to hold back on something, we totally, totally get it. Uh, we love your well, spirit and passion for college basketball and helping kids fight cancer as well, man. Thanks again for the time. Thanks a lot, David. Have a great time and. Uh, Hope the Tar Heels can make it interesting tonight, but it's going to be kind of tough out there at the kennel. That place is tough, man. It is tough. I think you are right about that. They are describing it as the most anticipated game in the history of McCarthy Athletic Center where Gonzaga plays. When they first saw UNC on the schedule, I think they had a reason to be excited. It's a brand name visiting your place. How many of the biggest blue bloods are even willing to play a true road game at a place like Gonzaga? Ain't a long list. Well, you finally get Carolina, and that's cool, I'm sure, to them out there. Again, they describe it as the most anticipated home game for Gonzaga in this building, and they've been there a couple decades in that building. I just think there's going to be like some air let out of the balloon tonight when Gonzaga realizes they're number two in the nation, and this Roy Williams team pales in comparison to certainly most of what we've seen during his Carolina tenure. He's had one bad team since he took over for Matt Doherty a decade and a half ago. One bad team. And everybody else has been either good or really, really, really good and three times the national champion. It's an incredible track record, right? 29 NCAA tournament trips in the last 30 years. And in those 29 appearances, he made the Sweet 16 19 times combined with the Jayhawks and the Tar Heels. Nine Final Fours, three NCAA titles. All that's on his resume. All that's what makes him a Hall of Fame coach. And he's coached up a few teams with less talent over the years at Kansas or Carolina. I think this is one of the trickiest jobs he has ever had. I don't think it's going to be pretty tonight for the Tar Heels. Could they get better through practice as the guys who need to carry the torch in the absence of Cole Anthony get more practice time, get more playing time, get more chemistry building time? You know, that's going to be the magic wand of Roy Williams if he has one this year. Are they good enough to resume ACC play? It's Gonzaga tonight, no chance. Then UCLA and Vegas, we'll see. Then Yale, and then it's jumping into ACC play again in early January. Well, four to six weeks for Cole Anthony means he ain't going to be back for those games, and maybe none in January. So are the heels better enough knowing who they have and who they don't have? Are they better enough by the beginning of January that those winnable ACC games don't get away as losses because Cole Anthony is still on the sidelines. We'll see. Tonight, to me, is not as big a deal for the Heels as what they look like come early January when, again, they got to try to win some big conference games without Cole Anthony at the point. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. Thanks to Will Healy of the Charlotte 49ers for calling in from the Bahamas Bowl as the Niners get bowl season rolling. App State also in action this weekend. A&T as well. Coach Sean Clark will drop by later. Coach Sam Washington already has been with us, as has Mac Brown of the Tar Heels. Speaking of Coach Brown, Mac is back. Shout out to the Tar Heels performance. Number 16, the national ranking I saw of their football recruiting class here on National Signing Day. Appreciate Dickie V, of course, for dropping by on today's broadcast as well. 
The great broadcaster Kevin Harlan will be with us tomorrow to talk NFL. Wake Forest coach Dave Clawson also will drop by on his way to a bowl game. TV picks tonight include the Hornets at the Cavs, ESPN NBA doubleheader, Heat Sixers, and Celtics Mavs. Will the Heels be competitive at Gonzaga? You can find out on ESPN2 tonight at 9. Hockey as well. Enjoy the games. We'll see you tomorrow. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.